Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Have you guys seen the movie um, Shrek the Third? It's like it's like a little indie <laughs> flick. And then it's really Not good. Right. And then Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is also really good. It's like about like... Is that, this, is that what it's called? called? It's like Shrek the Third and Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. It's like about like... Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is about this like... It's like a working mall cop. And he goes to Vegas. It's like very... And he's like at a mall cop convention. And is like... Is that M.I. Shyamalan? Was that... Uh, yeah, no, what, that's a square... What, it, it's actually a Scorsese. 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 It's Scorsese. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Scorsese. Oh, okay. Like, if you love Goodfellas, you're going to love PBM2. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and brewing season two episode 32 i'm told uh allegedly authorities say i'm here with my regular co-hosts drew and cam but also we have mikey radigan from the three cheers for goalie interference podcast uh co-host of friend of the pod cat silverman how you doing mikey I'm doing pretty good after that uh, <laughs> Bruins Islanders game. It, that was very enjoyable. That ending. So I'm I'm doing okay. And the Knicks just won, and they covered too. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm feeling good right now. <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into it, Drew, do we have to do a? Let's see. I haven't read this one yet. This should go well. Yeah, strap in for this one, Mikey. <laughs> also, Chris, glad I'm still a regular host here. I'm glad I'm considering that after the last month. <laughs> You'll never believe what's written into this. This is great. All right. Basketball has officially entered the second half of the season. This is the time for teams to prove if they are contenders or pretenders. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in on the action now to claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Feel the sweat, baby! It was written in. Again, <laughs> yes. That, was, every that dunk, was a great read. Every dunk, steal, and assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. Please discuss any teams that you think are points. <laughs> <laughs> Please discuss any teams that you think are poised to make a late season push. Well, what do we know? Who the Knicks have won? Yeah, yeah, Mikey, how do you feel about the Knicks' chances to make a late season push? Uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving. I'm loving. Uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing from the Knicks uh, right now. So, speaking of DraftKings, go ahead. No, go ahead. And uh, I was just say I saw a meme on Twitter where they hung a banner that said they didn't do anything stupid at the deadline. So that's pretty much. Yeah, that was that was. That was a thing of beauty. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, I was hoping they. I know this isn't a basketball podcast, but I was hoping they would maybe make a trade for a point guard. But um, 
and try, maybe, maybe maybe make a move for Lonzo Ball, but that seems like that's going to be more in the off season. Uh, but I'm happy they're they're right in the thick of it, and they were not supposed to be right in the thick of it at this point. So we're just playing with house money, and it's it's exciting. So, uh, but speaking of DraftKings, I just I did a head to head with um I don't know if you guys know who Shana Goldman is. She writes for uh, the Athletic, covers the Rangers. Um, we we me and her will go head to head in DraftKings for like five bucks or whatever. And she absolutely stomped me out because she had Adam Fox today who had like 10 assists against the fucking, can we curse on this? I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He had like 10 we points. Had, we had Pat on this podcast twice. So Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you have Cat or I on this podcast. Yeah, it's, Kat yeah. actually was the hardest curse we've had so far, I think. She went to college in Queens, and I think that must have rubbed off on her. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and Shayna had Adam Fox, so she just fucking stomped me out, I think. I haven't even checked, but... Uh, yeah, that was that was a great DraftKings read, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. With yeah. DraftKings, payday comes every day. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go. What are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. Oh. Put it up there, Drew. Come on. There. Hell yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Brews and Bruins, a <laughs> hockey podcast network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and sponsored by DraftKings. Yeah, so we wanted to have Mikey on to talk Islanders, uh, and we couldn't really find a good time for that because the Bruins and Islanders have not played twice in a row at all this season. They were supposed to this week, but that didn't happen. So, yeah. well, we have like four or five games under uh, under our belts, and they haven't played a back-to-back yet. Um, but so far, it kind of feels like the Bruins have not done a very good job of figuring out the Islanders. and. As we speak, the Islanders have just uh, beaten the Bruins in overtime after 21 seconds of overtime, I believe. Uh, quick reactions, Mikey. Uh, yeah, so you mentioned they haven't played back-to-backs. And I think right now the Islanders are 5-0 and against the Bruins, which you ask any Islander fan or anyone that covers the Islanders, I think any we'd say if you can go 4-4 four and four against the Bruins, we'll take that. The... The Bruins have had the Islanders number, I feel like, since I was, like, 18. Like, for the past 12 years, like, I feel like the Bruins have just owned the Islanders. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I think the not playing back-to-back is has been an advantage for the Islanders, and that's why they're 5-0. and It's hard, you know, it's hard to win, unless you're the Sabres. It's hard to win against uh, a team, you know, two games in a row when you're seeing them, so... I think that's worked out in the Islanders' advantage. The games have been relatively close, except for that one uh, 7-2 game. But, you know, the game before this went into a shootout. So that's more or less, you know, a tie. And this went into overtime. You had the first game they played against each other. It was one nothing. Uh, every game, almost every game has been tied, I think, except for this game going into the third period. So the Islanders just have... It's finally breaking their way a little bit, I guess. Uh, but it, it, they're too... It's been 
pretty even, even though the Islanders have won all those games, I would say. All right, before we do our reacts, I'm going to go back and uh, we forgot to do beers. So, Drew, what are you drinking? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I just have an omission, and if you don't know what it is, listen to like half of our other episodes and you'll know what it is. <laughs> Cam, go ahead. Uh, I have a PBR, and if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to like half of our other episodes. <laughs> All right, Mikey, go ahead. Uh... I am drinking uh, Blanton's whiskey that was given to me uh, for my 30th birthday last summer. So by one of my best friends. I don't know what it is. It's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, and I'm mixing it with Diet Coke, which is probably very trashy of me. But I am street <laughs> trash. So. Hell yeah. When's your birthday? July 4th, baby. Ooh, I'm July 4th. We, we, we turned 30 in the same month. Wait. Oh, you're July 20th? Is that what you yeah. said? Nice, you're cancer. Hell yeah, hell yeah, baby. Cancer in the locker room. <laughs> All right, what are you drinking, Chris? <laughs> I am drinking a uh, Bike Dog Brewing Company Holiday Bender Imperial Sour. Um, I, I'll do the I'll do the full rating. As far as the sour goes, it's not aggressively sour. And it's uh, it's got some good fruit flavors. It's uh, supposedly has caracara. I don't know what that is. Plum and ginger. Kirk, go ahead. Sorry, not, not getting a lot of ginger, but I, I'm okay with that because ginger kind of adds like a weird spiciness at the end of things, and that sometimes doesn't mesh with stuff. I think like maybe a little bit of subtle ginger there, but I'm getting the plum. I like that plum's kind of like a a mild fruit to have in in beers you get a lot of citrus fruits a lot of the time and they're really acidic and have that kind of bite to them i think with a sour it's really nice to have a fruit that's not either super sour or super acidic and uh i think that works well here so you know for a taste you can definitely taste it give it a 31 um drinkability i would say it's dangerous seven and a half percent alcohol but you can pound these i wouldn't want to though um yeah, I mean, most sours you're gonna get sick of after a couple, so we'll, we'll go 21 on the on the drinkability. By the way, caracara is what I thought it was. It's a type of orange. It's like a little okay. Red, pinker. Well, that... It's like the it's like the pink like... lemonade of oranges. Okay, well, sick. <laughs> that that like totally wipes out all my like citrus fruit shit that I was talking about. <laughs> well, you were talking about oranges. It's a type of orange. Yeah, I was saying like sometimes they. Uh... They come in and ruin the flavor of stuff, but well, the car car is like a sweeter. I I prefer that to regular oranges. It's a little sweet. Hell yeah! All right, quick reacts from the Bruins side to what we just saw. Let's start with Cam. Well, that was the first Bruins game I've been able to sit down and actually watch in like a month. Yeah, Cam, tell us uh, why. <laughs> just <laughs> uh, I was on a different work shift over the last month, so I was working from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. So it makes it kind of tough to watch hockey games at 7 p.m. By the way, thanks to everybody for bearing with us through that period because we were recording on like (laughs) Saturday nights and releasing it on on Tuesday. And luckily the Bruins have been bad enough where no one really cared that we weren't really talking about the Bruins (laughs) in a timely manner. But No, I mean, I think there was secondary (laughs) scoring for a little bit. (laughs) You know, I mean, it came in the form of of Stephen Camper and then – 
uh, Bjork scored last. Who was the one in between? It was Carson Coleman. Coleman. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, oh, he had the first one actually, yeah, right? The first and one. then Camper, and then Bjork. So, um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Rask is the, the Rask injury is concerning. We can get to that in a few minutes, but I who knows what's going on there? That's going to be important, especially with I don't know if you guys heard what Jack Edwards said on the broadcast, but apparently the Bruins don't have two straight off days for the rest of the season. So yep. if they have goaltending issues, that's going to be a big old problem right there. Hey, Dan um, Vladar, Jeremy Swayman. Yeah, I mean, time for the kids to step up for real, yeah. But I don't know, man. This Islanders team is just like, they're stingy. They they remind me, I don't want to like really jump the gun too much, but they were they kind of give me like 2011 Bruins vibes where it's just like, I don't know if their power play is that bad. I'm looking at their stats right now. It looks like they're like, middle of the pack 20 percent which would be better i think the 2011 yeah, Bruins, but but hey they still got it done but just a tight defensive team really good in the third period strong goaltending like it's a lot of similarities there so i don't know hockey's changed since then too so i don't know if that's exactly the formula you need but they're I, maybe it's just that they've got the burns number but they look they look like a really strong team every time the two of them are matching up gonna give my brief take was that it was really good and it was really bad (laughs) (laughs) no yeah i and i you if you go back the past three seasons uh people really didn't want to buy into the islanders like after Tavares left they're like this team is gonna suck then they made the playoffs they swept the penguins and then they lost in the second round and then you know last year they were they i think went on like a 17 game point streak where they didn't lose in regulation, and then yeah. they 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 fault their top defenseman Adam Pellet got hurt. They faltered. They you know it was they were still probably going to make the playoffs, but they weren't playing as well as they could have. But they got J, uh, JG Pajot, uh, who's been a Bruins killer by the way. Yeah, uh, that guy, <laughs> like he's been a great. That's been a great pickup for them. But and then this year, it's just all it all seems to be clicking. And I mean, obviously last year they went to the Eastern Conference Final and they were. A wagon in that in the bubble but uh this the advanced stat analytics are back them up a lot more this year as well i think they're in like the top five for uh goals for percentage and uh like they get a ton of high danger chances they don't give up a ton of high danger chances so like you said they're very stingy they have two really really good goalies and it, it, it's I think you can, I mean, it's more Barry Trotz system. I like everyone likes to pretend that the Islanders are just a bunch of fourth line grinders. They're not, they do have, a, they do have good talent on that team. Like you have Matthew Barzell, but you know, Brock Nelson's a really good number two center. Josh yeah. Bailey is a, a, like a pretty solid top six forward. Jordan Everly is good. Uh, before he blew his knee out, Anders Lee is one of the best net front presence in the NHL. And then you have Oliver Wallstrom. Yeah, next to Nick Ritchie. And then you have Oliver Wallstrom, who you guys saw tonight, who is pushing his – he's not going to win the uh, Calder, but he's pushing his way into that conversation. So they have – and then, like I mentioned, they have J.G. Pajot, and then they have that really good fourth line that, you know, great at four-checking. They have, they have a – there's a very solid team. They play as a good unit. They're very stingy defensively, and they have good goaltending. So, yeah, they are – I think they are a team that could – they have to make a trade to get someone to play along – uh, Barzell besides uh, Leo Komarov, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, besides, like, yeah, they they are. I think if they make the right moves at the deadline, they could be primed for a run. Probably, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm scared. The road to first round upsets 
paved with the bodies of Leo Komarovs, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I will say former Portland Pirate uh, Oliver Wallstrom. Yeah, Oliver Wallstrom. Uh, we get to oh, yeah. see it. We got to see a fun uh, replay of his oh, um, yeah. mini one-on-one. Uh, 2009, was yeah, it? Yeah, lacrosse yeah, goal. Yeah. I remember watching that at the time and being like, oh, my God, that was the sickest thing I've ever seen. The fact like, that that, that was 12 years something. ago was absurd. Oh, my <laughs> God. No, God. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> so I actually have a story about that. So uh, our sports director, uh, David, great guy, um, the nicest guy in the world, uh, his son grew up playing with Oliver Wallstrom, and they were buddies and stuff. And uh, he told me that two things. First of all, he said they were shooting outside one time, and they knocked out the siding on the side of the house when they were like <laughs> young, probably probably about that age, about twelve years old. And uh, then he said one time uh, Oliver slept over at his house, and you know his parents were like, "Oh, you know, give him a good breakfast and stuff for the game." Blah blah blah. Woke up, refused to eat anything in the morning, and then hopped in the van, crushed like two packs of gummy bears, and went out and scored like five. Yeah, let's goals. go. That's my like, kind of guy. Absolutely dominated out there. Let's fucking go. So I mean, at that, you're automatically looking back, and you're like, that kid's going to the chili. Just he just hammered <laughs> two bags of gummy bears. Like nine out of ten kids are throwing up there. The other one's yeah. just like barely getting on the ice, and this kid's scoring five goals. Like it's. It's interesting because he's from uh, – I forgot what town he's from. Uh, I think it's Yarmouth, I want to say. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Yarmouth. <laughs> he, got dra- he got drafted by the Islanders, and then he did a – he was committed to BC, and he did a year at BC, and he was not, like, very good at BC, which was very concerning because I, I, like – I'm a big college hockey guy, and I think if you can play – Yes. Especially in Hockey East, like I think, because you're playing, you know, you're playing against some guys that are 25. You're playing against big boys here. So, and he w- he was not good. So he left BC and then he BB went to boys. the yeah big BB boys. You're playing dudes that like did. You're playing, you're, men. You're playing men. Yeah. Where in junior uh, junior hockey, you know, you only I think they can only go up to what 20 years old or something like that. Not they're it's 21 maybe. I don't know. Well, I might be you, wrong about that, but it's right. not. You're not it's, a 22 year old freshman for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coming from you know, Europe. <laughs> yeah, or a kid that played at prep school for six years or whatever the fuck. Uh, but oh, don't forget he, three years of juniors in between too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, he he left BC, then he went to the AHL, and he's a little. And the Islanders were a little hesitant from him joining the AHL. At, you know, at that he's 19. AHL is a rough and tumble league too. You know, that's. That's a man's league too, um, and he didn't do great. But then you know he came into uh, this training camp and just looked really well. And like you mentioned in that story, when he was twelve, like he has a insane shot, and then he's just he made his way into the lineup and he's playing on well on both ends of the rink, which Barry Trotz loves. And when you have a you know a release like that, and your pucks are dropping, like and your shots are going in, yeah, yeah. So he's he's been he's been really good he's been really good for the islanders yeah i don't know i mean again i don't want to jump the gun too much but i really do feel like they're one of those teams that like i kind of like you said mikey like over the past couple years have like been like hey keep an eye on them they're getting there they're getting there they're getting there i have a really close friend who's like a diehard islanders fan so maybe i'm just a little more cued in on that conversation so i hear it louder or something but i do feel like they're they really are starting to put it together for real and my my question for you as 
I'm sure Bruins fans will be interested in this too because they'll just keep getting burned by it. But do you think that is like a result of Barry Trotz taking over? Like how 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 big of a role do you think he has in it versus like was it he stepped in and made them a contender or they were getting there and he just took over at the right time and it was kind of a combination of both? Uh, I wouldn't. It's a com. So it's it's a lot of it is Barry Trotz. I I honestly I feel like he should win. I know that I'm extremely biased in saying this, but I feel like he should win the Jack Adams every single year. But uh, you know, except for last year. Except for last yeah. year, but I think you have to put him in the conversation this year. If he bring, if he, if sure, sure, right now he's a contender in my opinion. Well, like the the crazy thing is, a lot of people forget, and a, a big knock on the Islanders is, is that they're boring. Which whatever, the year before, uh, Lamorello and Trotz joined the Islanders, they were the worst defensive team, and like I think it was like. 27 years or something like that they gave up the most goals since like 1992 or some ridiculous stat and so they were so bad defensively and like the Garth Snow era of the Islanders is it's a mixed bet like he got Barzell he's gotten you know he his he's drafted pretty decently but they were a laughing stock for a lot of his like he was a laughing stock they were a laughing stock I mean they made the playoffs a couple like a handful of times but and then once Lamorello came in, like he just—I know people like to rag on him because he's a hundred years old and he's like an old hockey guy, but he did bring a lot of accountability to that organization. He—he—they spend a lot more money now. They and then he was able to hire Trotz, and Trotz took a lot of those same guys that were on that terribly defensive team. He turned to Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak to—they're one of the—they're a shutdown pair. They were one of the best uh, defensive pairs in the NHL right now. He turned Scott Mayfield into like a solid second pair guy. He re- revived Nick Letty's career. Nick Letty, I think is in the top five, uh, top five for defensemen and assists right now. So like he's, he's really turned, he, he turned uh, Brock Nelson to a very consistent uh, player. And he kind of did that with the Capitals. If you look back when he won the cup of the Capitals, like Brett Connolly was a guy and you guys know he was on the Bruins for a little bit. He was a guy that was considered a bust, but he was a big part of that, uh, 2018 team and he you know people thought that Ovechkin was kind of cooked before Barry Trotz came in and then you know Ovechkin just started scoring 100 goals again and like he's uh he's a great coach I just the system really works and he's a great players coach they seem to everyone wherever he goes they all seem to buy in that's all you hear you never hear like anything bad about uh him which is kind of refreshing in today's NHL a little bit because it seems like a lot of coaches are piece Amen. of shit but uh yeah. <laughs> but he, he seems like it's just like islander fans would run through a wall for that guy and like i, I think the media really likes dealing with them uh, a lot too so it's definitely his system but if they could find a way to get a guy to play along with barzell and everly to replace lee like who knows they they got the cap space now because of lee's injury so um i don't know i think the east could be wide open though i think it could be a crapshoot that going into the playoffs i don't know how you guys feel about it but yeah i mean it's it's pretty much up for grabs i think especially when you look at the bruins with five six games in hand on every other team i, I mean i don't know if they if the nhl has plans on actually playing those games out or if they're going to go by points percentage but you know I, as a bruins fan i'm going to feel a little bit uh slighted if they end up missing the playoffs because they didn't get to play the sabers six times or whatever (laughs) seven more times so yeah i I mean i I think if you look around the east there are a bunch of really solid teams that have 
it, it's it's about it's going to be about who's hot at the right time, I think, because hockey is so stupid and random. And I, I think a solid team like the Islanders has a really good chance of accruing a lot of points during the regular season. And then it comes down to, all right, do you run into the the team that's a complete buzzsaw at the end of the year and kind of get run over? Like, yeah. if the playoffs had started right after the season last year, like right where the season, the regular season ended because of COVID last year, I think the Flyers might have just rolled through. Because uh, they that's were true. absolutely yeah. on fire. Yeah. And, and that, that pause really hurt them. Hockey's one of those sports that just you can't quantify a lot of the things that go on on the ice. And, and I do love fancy stats. I think they can be really helpful in trying to determine what's happening because you can't sure. watch everything. You can't see everything that's happening on the ice, but also a lot of it's just not quantifiable. And so I think whoever's rolling at the end of the season, and I mean, the, the Islanders are rolling now and, and, there's no reason to believe that they'll stop rolling, especially with if they keep getting the good goaltending that they're getting and the, and the defensive play is not going to stop. But, you know, I, I think the worry is if that scoring kind of drops off a little bit. They need, yeah, that's why they, it's, you know, Taylor Hall seems like he's going to be available. Uh, Palmieri from uh, New Jersey seems like he's going to be, they, those seems like the two. And I, I, I don't think Nashville is going to, go into cell mode because they're that division is kind of stinky and uh <laughs> i think they could they could catch up to the blackhawks pretty easily so yeah the, like those things when you mentioned those th- and uh, things matter and i think what people we all kind of roll our eyes but like good locker room guys matter i i think that shit is actually kind of important i think like you don't want to work with a guy you fucking hate <laughs> like so i think if you can have like tight chemistry i think that that does matter and i think that's something that also like you know, like I said, people roll their eyes, but Lamorello cares about. But um, speaking of the Bruins, do you think, like, they're missing three of their top six defensemen, right? Right now? No, <laughs> yeah, like I don't that. even know and, who our defensemen are. And potentially are our starting goalie. Just, so. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, who is on the COVID list? DeBrusque was on the COVID list today? Yeah. Corrali was, too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, those are guys – I mean, I know people are upset with DeBrusque and – uh, up in Boston, but he's, he you know, he's not going to shoot 3% for the whole season. So yeah, he's, he's still a top nine player. And I, th- I, I like him. I think he's pretty solid. So I don't know. I think I just have PTSD from living up in Boston and them uh, stomping at the Islanders for like a lot of my early teen years and twenties. So I'm never, I'm, I'm like, okay, they're always going to be good. So I think once they get like, Carlos a really good defenseman yeah, and Carlos hopefully he's okay. Thing. And, uh, who's the other, uh, Kevin Miller, who, who's uh, yeah, we don't talk about Kevin Miller. On yeah, this Kevin Miller, very much. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Do you think? I mean, this is. Do you think Char like just losing Chara and Krug like is that defense isn't the issue in Boston? It's you know that's the scoring, as, right? Yeah, as far as expected goals go, uh, mm. the defensemen have been pretty good, and I mean Jeremy Lazan stepped in really well on that top pairing and has been pretty good defensively especially um yeah i mean matt grizzly when he's been healthy he's been good and i think when if carlo comes back like he's great second pair guy um i I think mostly it's beginning of the season before the season started we had some trepidation about that yeah we we thought the bruins should have signed char for the league minimum and and if that's what the contract he was getting like it seemed like a no-brainer but 
at some point you got to let the young kids play and the young kids aren't going to be young kids forever. And they kind of all have stepped in and, and done their job. I mean, there's been criticism of guys like Jakob Zaborl and uh, Rebecca Nainen, like the, but they've, they've stepped in and done a pretty good job. And I think they're both serviceable on the, on the third pairing. And ideally if, if your lineup is healthy, those guys are only playing third pairing minutes. Right, and it seems like secondary. Uh, uh, I have not been drinking whiskey. Secondary uh, scoring has been the issue, right? Uh, like a lot of. Correct. I, I, yes. I think I heard on the broadcast, Krejci has one goal right now, right? And... See, that's not that's not a big issue for us though, because David Krejci is a is a god amongst men. Uh, uh, yeah, with... I, I I feel like. I feel like with Bruins fans, and I'm not generalizing here. Hashtag no, not you feel free to generalize. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag, but I, I am I am generalizing. Hashtag not all Bruins. So long ago. Not all Bruins fans, but like, <laughs> I know they they fucking beat up on Tuka Rask for what, un, whatever ungodly reason. They always hate on Tuka, right? That's and fair to say. Ungodly, yeah. We we do. We do love having fans of other teams come on and talk about how much they love Tuukka Rask. He's he's the top five goalie, like every year. Like it's it's just as a fan of someone who hasn't had like steady goaltending probably until like the past like three years. Uh, he's he's a great he like his number should probably be retired. I think uh, by the Bruins. Um, but so Krejci isn't really the pro. Like he's, I mean, he's been a playoff performer, right? So I, th- I think people. I don't. I don't know what the if it if the perception has changed. I know there was a period of time, like five to ten years ago, um, like after the like Lucic and Horton line like moved on, where Krejci was kind of considered soft because he was getting hurt a lot and. Um, he wasn't a guy who like used his body a lot, and it's not—it's think... not like he plays hockey or anything, you know. Yeah, he's, you're, you're... he's just, just soft. <laughs> I'd like to see any of these slobs like take a fucking just tap to the back like a cross check and be like, yeah, he's soft. <laughs> I'm sure now that there's a, a perception that he doesn't score enough, and I think that's—I think people are used to that though because he doesn't generally put up a bunch of goals every he's, year. No. Is any more of a playmaker, right? Yeah, yeah and and he's he controls the puck so well he I, I mean, he made two insane plays one of them led to the i believe the camper goal um on the power play where just keeping the puck away from defenders and it was so funny watching yarmir yager come over and play with the bruins because it, it gave me kind of a a view into like what can make a hockey player so good even as they age and what Yarmir Yager was so good at just keeping the puck, like using his body and his stick to keep the puck away from people. And I kind of came to understand, like, this is what David Krejci does. Like, even if he's not the fastest guy on the ice and he's, he's slowing down a lot, but I mean, it just hasn't mattered at all. And he can hit a guy from cross ice with a saucer pass on the tape. And those things are super valuable. Yeah. It's funny you bring up uh, the yacht. He was he came over in 2013, right on that cup run. Yeah, yeah. I was working at um 98.5, the Sports Hub up in Boston, and 98.5, the Sports Hub. Sports Hub. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> don't get us started. Uh, so, some some really good takes there. Um, but 
uh, and I got to cover. I got to. I like got to go to some Bruins games and cover some Bruins games that year, especially when Yager came over. And I just remember standing in the locker room. That dude has the biggest fucking legs I've ever seen in my life. Like, and they were tree trunks. And he. Pl- this was when he was what, like forty? He came over to the yeah. Bruins, and he, he ended up playing another three or four years. Like, yeah, that he. It- and they probably got bigger than over the three or four years. Yeah, yeah. Because then I remember three years later they played the Islanders. He was on the Panthers, and they played the Islanders in the first round. And like, they the Islanders couldn't knock him off the puck. Like he just held on. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, this guy's 45 years old. Like he's almost he's older than my dad, and he can't like they can't knock him. Off. But yeah, so I mean, and Krejci, I thought Krejci played well tonight. Uh, like you met, like he, he had a great setup for that one goal. I thought the first two goals that I. I like they were kind of they weren't from high danger areas, and I thought one of the goals, Coyle did a good job getting in front uh, and just screening the goalie. But I mean, yeah, he made a great, great look, and I don't know. I th- I, th- I do think the Bruins. Do, I I like their forward core a lot. Uh, like I I like Charlie Coyle. Uh, I thought Craig Smith was a good signing this year. Are you guys high on him or? Yeah, I think we I think we were high on him. Oh, Cam, I'll let you go ahead with it because I've talked enough. No, I mean, I I think we got the same thoughts here. I think uh, we were high on the signing. I think right now it's been a little underwhelming. Um, I don't think it's too late. I mean, I'm not willing to call it a bust yet at this point. If he kicks it up and has a decent rest of the regular season and helps him out in the playoffs, then it's fine by me. I'd rather have him be effective in the second half of the season. Um, but Fancy I think, stats look better than what he's... Yeah, I think he, he's gotten a little bit unlucky, which happens. You know what I mean? That's how hockey goes, but... Um, definitely would like to see a little bit more out of him. And yeah, I mean, it's just up and down the lineup. You just are looking for a little bit more. And like, again, people are talking a lot about Krejci. Like, I think a lot of it is just the context. Again, it's, it's the same issue they've had for the last decade. It's who mm-hmm. is he working with? It's not a consistent, yeah. you know, productive group next to him. And not to it's say that. Ma- imagine if this guy had a winger. Uh, the, yeah, the I feel like I, the most I, consistent guy there in the past ten years is probably was probably Jake DeBrusque. Like yeah, after, after Lucic and Horton left, Jake DeBrusque's the most consistent yeah, guy. Jake DeBrusque's there. biggest knock is his inconsistency. So. It's, like, it's yeah. like a good idea to like throw like a guy like a Ginla or a guy like uh, <clears throat> Yager there, but when you only yeah. throw him there for three months, it's like, what do you really expect? Well, Ginla was there for two years, but yeah, it was a little longer. But I mean, look, if you put David Krejci on the first line. Instead, you know, you wouldn't. But if you broke up that first line and put Krejci with Martian and Pasternak, he's going to have gonna, more than one. He's going to have a shit ton of points. You know yeah, what I mean? He's going to win, like, the heart or anything. But he, he's going to – his numbers are going to soar. And his, his he's going to take anything away matter. from Patrice Bergeron. Obviously, Patrice Bergeron is, is very, very good at what he does. But there's something to be said about Krejci anchoring that second line. And anybody – you know, we, we talk about this a lot on the podcast because we stand David Krejci, obviously, uh, especially oh, since I don't, you know, I, you know, never call last runs, but this could be his, his victory lap with the Bruins. Um, Is his contract expiring? I think, yeah, I think people are going to realize again, and it's not necessarily as flashy as maybe it used to be or some things, but he's still, like Chris said, is so good at controlling the puck and just controlling the pace of play, especially on in the offensive zone. He just creates a lot of space and people are going to notice that when he's gone. It's it's almost like kind of like it, I don't need to compare it to Tuka Rask again, but like when he's gone, but yes, you're gonna notice it, man. Yeah, I'm telling you're you, notice it a lot more. Yeah, no, yeah. we're not gonna notice because it's gonna be you guys will in time. Yeah, you guys will. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, David Krejci's uh, defensive numbers have been 
better than Patrice Bergeron's this year, and obviously plays against lesser competition. But so do do the Bruins have any cap space to make a move? Like I know I I think I've seen them linked to what's his face in Nashville, that one defenseman. uh, What's his name? Ekholm. Yeah, who. Last I saw, I think Nashville was like really asking for a bounty for like good luck getting that. But I, I don't know if Nashville's going to trade him now because they're back in the playoff race. But I mean, he's he's worth it though. Like, yeah, you he's, think he's 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 played well. He's a top. He's definitely a top four defenseman. Do, so do the Bruins have cap space to make to make that kind of move? Or well, so he's he's on a he's cheap. He's got an, ex, he's got an extra year for three seven five. And yeah, that's, that's so a, a guy who's a top four guy. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think the other, the other thing is like the Bruins problem is not on defense. I think it's just health on defense and that, yeah, you could always use an extra guy there, but if you're going to give up that much, it's going to be a couple firsts and a prospect or a first and a couple prospects, depending on what team the Bruins don't really have a lot of prospects to deal from. So probably going to be picks. And I mean, that's going to be tough to outbid another team when, you know, you're competing for a playoff spot. And maybe there are other teams that are trying to edge into the playoffs rather than the Bruins that are trying yeah, to like, and then you, a higher it, position. And then you consider, the, you know, the, that makes the Bruins draft picks way less valuable than another team's first. That's, that's what I meant. That's true. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Do do they have enough space, or could they make a move to go after? Because we're talking about scoring here. Do you think they could go after a Taylor Hall if they wanted to? I think they do. Um, they have what a couple. They could long term IR a couple of guys, and you could send some money back depending on what. And, and I know that they went into the season with enough draft or enough cap space to have signed. Like Tyler Toffoli was a guy that was. Uh, on, Idiots! On, the Canucks are letting for letting him go. My God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand the Jacob Markstrom thing there because you know you, you have Thatcher Demko and you need to protect a goalie and uh, signing uh, Holtby to like be the guy you don't protect is probably the smart move. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't understand if you're trying to be a team that competes. Um, yeah, go listen to the broadcast. I'm sure they talked about this plenty. Oh yeah, they, they yeah. <laughs> I've seen. I just I've enjoyed the whole bit of Tyler Toffoli scoring 10 million goals against the Canucks. Like that's been one of my one of my favorite storylines this season. I think it's the only storyline in hockey this season that I've brought to my friends that don't watch hockey. I'm like, how hilarious is this? It's imagine if James Harden scored 90 percent of his points against the Rockets. Like it's just insane stuff yeah it wasn't like they lost him for a lot either it was like i think like, <laughs> no. it was a very cheap contract it was, it was basically the craig smith contract plus a year yes how do you guys how do you guys like as bruins fans how do you guys like playing in the eastern division than the regular divisions like do you do you like playing the like teams like the rangers the flyers more do you miss playing the seeing them play the canadians and the leafs and uh, who else was Ooh, boy, do I hate it. I get bored. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I, if I have to watch another Bruins Rangers or Bruins Devils game, I'm going to walk I have to watch a Bruins Devils game on Sunday in person. Yeah, that's fair. I so that. I actually like really grew up liking Bruins Rangers games, but I think that might have been because I lived in upstate New York. So like I knew a lot of Rangers fans and stuff. So that probably had a lot to do with it. 
Um, but beyond that, like Devils game, it's like you know what I mean. It's like yeah, well, I'm, I'm I, I miss Toronto. Fires. Honestly, Montreal is actually decent this season. Now those could have been some fun games. Bruins Lightning has um, turned into a kind of a rivalry since like the the last couple of games of the year last year. And yeah, then into the playoffs, and they've met in the playoffs a couple of times. And yeah, the bad blood between some of those players is it's there. Yeah, yeah. I'm disappointed. I mean, maybe this might happen, but I, I just I love the storyline of the Bruins beating the Leafs in the first round. Yeah, every single year. And I am from New York, and I was raised to hate every Boston team, but like that fucking rocks. That's like my favorite like thing of all time. Hey, Hopefully, if they, this uh... if they meet in the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I, Oh man, I think I would probably pull for the Bruins. God help me, but <laughs> I, I would. I think I would. I just I love the tears. Of I, that would be the most stressful two weeks of my life. I think. Are you a Yankees or a Mets fan, Mikey? What was that? Are you a Yankees or a Mets fan? I a Yankees fan. My mom's my mom's from the Bronx, so like I I I. But I grew up with a lot of. Uh, Mets fans, and I live out in Queens, so I'm not far from City Field, but I, yeah. I'm a big uh, Yankees fan. So that was I mentioned to you guys I went to Merrimack, and like people were like, "Are you a Yankees fan?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> 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 oh, hey, you tell me you like David Ortiz?" <laughs> like that, so that. <laughs> <laughs> that Sorry, that was more of a New York accent, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, so my my buddy, uh, my <laughs> very infrequent third podcast, Fairweather Fans, which is like an all Boston sports podcast, I do with my buddy Frau, who's from Malden, like Boston area. Oh, Malden! And he, <laughs> he the makes, orange line. He makes that exact noise when he's like making fun of his buddies, like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just like everyone around him, like trying to make sense, like. Oh, oh, that's what you oh, that's what that's what you're saying. Oh, you're from New York. Oh, you think you're better than me? And I'm like, no, <laughs> stop bullying me. But um, sorry, what were we talking about? No, just keep going. This is great. <laughs> Unimportant. This is right <laughs> oh, I, I interrupted you to talk about uh the Mets. I don't know. You said uh, you were raised oh. to hate all Boston sport. Oh, yeah, no, but oh, but I yeah, but I would. I think I I I, re- I always whenever the Bruins play the Leafs, I'm always like silent, like to myself. I'm like, oh, I hope the fucking Bruins win. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just I. The Leafs have almost surpassed the Red Sox for me, to be honest. I think they probably have. I think the Leafs uh, are now, in the estimation of most Bruins fans, ahead of the uh, the Habs in terms of yeah teams that we hate because the Canadians have just been kind of meh for a, a while now, and I don't know. There's really no one on that team to hate except for Brendan Gallagher, and right. I mean. Like whatever, he's, he's, <laughs> like, he's there. Like I don't know, generic store brand version of Brad Marchand. So yeah. Um, and my whole thing, just like I don't mean to be like the media, but like there are <laughs> like there are certain <laughs> outlets, there are certain outlets that have like a million fucking writers just covering the Leafs, and it's just like I. I, everyone's obsessed with the Leafs, so it's just like I like to watch them lose. They're like a bad version of the Yankees. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I on Facebook I like follow random like hockey meme pages and shit. 
Like my my whole Facebook is just memes at this point, and then like people <laughs> like having kids and getting married, and that's it. There's oh, no yeah. in between. It's just like yeah, wait till you wait till you turn thirty, man. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> oh my god, my my little brother's married, and he's been married for he's like four uh, three years younger than me. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, there's this one uh, trade rumors like dot com or dot net that comes up. And it's just all clickbait. And I'd have to say at least like they cover the whole league and at least 40% of the time it's about the Leafs. Um, actually, I guess more recently Always. more about the Sabres with everything going on there. But how the just- Leafs are going to are going to land Sidney Crosby. Yeah. And you're like, what the um, yeah, do you guys ever okay. read? hockey? You know, Hockey Buzz. I do know Hockey Buzz. I never read it. <laughs> Yeah, like, I know the name, but it's it's like it's been around forever. But it's like it's such a like if you ever want a good laugh, get a good laugh. And I, I feel bad if anyone writes for Hockey Buzz, like I'm sorry, but um, like if you ever want to get a good laugh, just go read the rumors they have. Like these are legit rumors, and like they literally t- they have taken rumors and trade proposals from HF boards, uh, and like have they're like this is legit. They're like. Oh my god! Um, but that because you brought up the trade rumors thing, yeah. If you ever want a good laugh, go read Hockey Buzz. They'll they'll probably say like the Bruins are going to trade uh, pasta for uh, Jack Eichel or something. So no, hey, I mean, people were that, saying that. That, that was the thing. That was like, <laughs> there you well, go, right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, 98.5, the Sports Hub, uh, Felger and Maz were talking about trading pasta for Sidney Crosby. Oh, of course. Mm, I'm not. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. That's um. Felger was, was talking about how uh, pasta's too lazy now, and uh, you yeah, know, he he costs the Bruins goals on the power play. Like, yeah, sure, he scores every once in a while. But, you know, don't you see him be lazy and turn the puck over? Sure, he's a bona fide like sixty goal scorer, probably, and like in normal times, <laughs> like uh, yeah, trade him to the Islanders. That's fine. If guy, listen, if I know pasta's lazy, they gotta get rid of him. They gotta trade him. Maybe the Islanders can give a second round pick for pasta, and that's fine. If that's how Felger feels, that's that's okay with me. It's so just I was just gonna say it's abundantly clear that like uh Felger Maz, like they, they like football, they like baseball, they like basketball, and then they're like, fuck, we have to talk about hockey, so we're gonna just like They were never hockey guys on Twitter. Stir up every, like, <laughs> yeah, they were they were never they were never hockey guys. I mean Felger more so is more of a hockey guy than uh uh Maz, but yeah, they they just they say like how could you get I was watching Pasternak tonight that every time he had the puck, I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. it's, I don't understand how you can say that. It's just, they say it's just, I mean, I get it. You're, you're a radio show. You got to, you're the main PM drive show. You got to stir the pot. And they do that for every team. But it's just like, come on. Like, David Pasternak's the guy. He has 14 goals in, like, 22 games or whatever. Give me a break. <laughs> well, he doesn't it's fight it. Well. They both kind of act like they're just, physically rejecting the idea of having to watch hockey and it's mm-hmm. they talk about i mean it's a lot better than the shows here though they they uh, the radio they don't talk about hockey in new york like unless a team is on a cup run they never talk about i mean uh rick dph has a show so sometimes you get a like you have to talk hockey but it's it's the t- hockey takes a backseat to like everything else so it's 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 nice that I know a lot of people love the Bruins up there. So I, and they always call in and they're like, "Hey, uh, what do you think of uh, Moxavad?" And uh, 
but <laughs> yes <laughs> that is yeah. the uh, typical new england sports caller <laughs> what do you think about Maxavad came out of retirement and you know <laughs> the belichick trades for brady and and uh <laughs> and i'm not too sure about this taco rask guy Zacharias, what do you think about Paul Pierce coming back? <laughs> I say that because New York, like New Yorkers, call up and they say this. What do you think about the Yankees maybe uh, hiring uh, Reggie Jackson to hit cleanup? <laughs> hey, Mike, long time, first time. You ever get sad sometimes? <laughs> hey, Mike, I want to slap you big bun cheeks. You ever seen that video? That's yeah, my favorite call. <laughs> It's the greatest yeah. prank call of all time. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do call call her up. So I'm hi, I'm hijacking this thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, this is this is the podcast. Now. <laughs> There's no such thing as taking Bruce and Bruins off the rails. Like we 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 started off the rails and we're off roading. So hey, Maz, let me ask you. You think if Marty McFly came and you go back in time and break up that Plaxico Burris pass and the David Tyree, do you think that Belichick would do that if he just had to give up Edelman? Like, what do you think? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Oh, man. That was almost I, our first Bruce and Bruins. I literally spit out my beer on the computer, so he got real close. <laughs> I had I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, this is beautiful. <laughs> this is the content that people sign up for. Don't be. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to edit the rest of the podcast out and just have it be this. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be the cold open, for sure. <laughs> my God. Oh, beautiful. Man. Jack Edwards said some weird shit uh, tonight on the air. Evergreen content. Jack Edwards said some weird shit. Anyone catch the thing he said about his sister? Yeah, not great. Yeah. Uh, yep. He, I, I he said don't something want ro- to say it, but I do. <laughs> yeah, so he said something reminded him of the time that he was finally, he grew to be bigger than his younger, his older sister, and then he pinned her down and said, I was counting. Uh, I think Child's Protective Services probably should have <laughs> paid a visit. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I, I don't... Uh, what? Yeah, a lot to unpack there. Uh, yeah. Jack and Edwards... A... Jesus. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Not great. Speaking of Jack <laughs> Edwards, um, my old co-worker, who covers, like, the Bruins for... Ah, yeah. uh, sent me a picture of his outfit tonight. <laughs> and <laughs> he said... Uh, oh, I don't want to get him in trouble, but he said... Uh, he dresses. He dresses and looks like Count Chocula. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys hears. I I don't know if this is gonna go up, but this is the picture he sent me. Oh yeah, he has a double-breasted pinstripe suit with a just also if any tie. If anyone from uh, important or from WEI or Nesson is listening, he didn't say that. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> No, no one. No one's listening. Out. <laughs> Only robots. Oh, you guys are pretty big in Brazil, like us, right? Yes. Oh yeah, we yes. have an ad for that. We do. <laughs> do you? Yeah, we do. We actually yeah. run it. It's downloaded right here. Yeah, run it. Hi. In case you're not from Brazil, where we are now very famous, allow us to introduce ourselves. We're Cam. All Canada division that is Canada, <laughs> the all Canada. Chris, hey, you trade those two guys Scott. for a clone machine, and you clone Trent Frederick, and you have a whole fourth line of Trent Fredericks. And Drew, didn't they? Dr- didn't he drop a? Sh-? Not, not like actually take a. Sh-?
but the guy said shit. Our podcast kind of definitely started out as a joke, and we've decided to keep it that way. But that's why we surround ourselves with smart people who really know what they're talking about. Game and a half that she played, she looked so dominant and just such a good a good spot on this team. And uh, he'll take off in terms of being more active in the mm-hmm. ozone and, and, you know, be more active in the transition game. Because there is so much involved with technical development and physical development and injuries that can really impact it. So, so tune in. The Bruins and Bruins Bruins podcast. The Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehard. Oh my God, we were, uh, Kat was there. Oh, yeah, we name drop Cat like as much as we can. <laughs> yeah, I I try to. I mean, she gets only, only brings you up in the hockey community. I oh my god, I know she um like it's I I love doing the podcast with her and <clears throat> she anytime we ask someone to come on, they're like it's like it's she's asking, not not me. <laughs> like. Yeah. You, you have to get really good guests. Like not not some New York street trash. It's usually <laughs> it's usually cat. She's like everyone really likes like talking to her. And yeah, I we do, we have had really like cool guests, and that's that's really because of Cat. And uh, I don't know why she does it with me. I'm I am just like it's like you could be doing it with someone way like better than someone like I like it when the Islanders when they score goals. <laughs> It's my you're favorite in the same... Islanders coyote pie. You're, yeah, you're it's, it's boat a... as Cam. What was that? Because every time you're in the same boat as Cam, because every time Cam's not here and we have a guest, it's just like, well, this 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 is better than having Cam here. Like, yeah, so you, just... <laughs> you may be wondering why I'm wearing a Tito's mom hat, uh, but we we had Mallory Soliotis on the podcast from the Boston Pride, and uh, oh, that's awesome. And and Cam wasn't here. <laughs> and we were like, oh yeah, by the way, not awesome. <laughs> we were like, by the way, Cam, uh, Cam's not here, so it's going to be a druid. She's like, oh yeah, I think we'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been our ad, actually, for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. that should have been it. Yeah. We, Just three we, seconds, really. <laughs> <laughs> we had um, Allie Morris from uh, the Minnesota Whitecaps, and after she came on, uh. Though they they did the like placid tournament, which unfortunately got canceled. But the after she came on, the Whitecaps hadn't lost the game. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, that's the three cheers for goaltender interference bump. You come on, you never lose a game again. Hey, hey. Boston Pride haven't lost the game since. Yeah. Uh, Mallory, so <laughs> well, that's, there you go. That's and that's starting up next weekend. The, they're they're doing it's the playoffs tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh yeah. shit! Tomorrow. Sorry. Oh, tomorrow's the, today. By the time today, it's, it's the week. I thought today. Was, yeah, it's the week or something. It, it's the weekend. Yeah, and were they? They're playing in Boston, right? Yep. Are they playing at the Warriors rink or? Yeah, Warrior, yeah, yeah. it's Warrior Arena. I heard. I I heard that's a really nice arena. It Has is, anyone? Yeah, it's, it's I've only pretty... driven by it, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it seems. Like, like, bells right? and chimes, and yes. clouds broke to beautiful sunlight and a pathway to God. Krejci was there too. So the, <laughs> the, the pride of six play play come at, play in my left. Or my right. The uh, the pride and the six play at five Eastern, and the whale and the white caps play at eight Eastern. So, and then on Saturday. The winners play for the Isabel Cup at seven Eastern. Um, but um, I believe all that's on NBC Sports yeah. Network. So, oh, uh, I cool. very excited for that. Yeah, for sure. Do you do you uh, have a team that's uh, still in it, or 
I I pull for the Whitecaps because Allie came on our podcast, so I'll. Oh, yeah. But um, the Riveters used to play out in Brooklyn when the NWHL first started, so I, I like I always rooted for them, and they they have a couple of girls from that went to Merrimack. Um, so does Toronto. Toronto uh, have a couple of Mer- they might have one or two Merrimack players, but I always see where girls from Merrimack go, and I'll I'll. Uh, always pull for them to just I keep an eye on them see how they're doing. It's always exciting when, you know, you're an alumni and see someone from your college, how they're doing and stuff. So I I'll always, so it's usually the white caps and whoever someone from Merrimack plays for, which is like similar to the NHL. It's always the Islanders. Yeah. And then if anyone from Merrimack, which is not a lot, but Hey, not a lot of okay. Villanova or SBSU <laughs> players in the NHL or NWHL. So. Oh, did you go to Villanova? <laughs> yeah. Did you know Villanova is uh, Merrimack and Villanova are sister schools? I did not know that. We're both uh, St. Augustinian schools. Ooh, all right. Ooh, Interesting. let's go. That's that's cool. Villanova is still in uh, Villanova is still in the tournament right now. Ooh, Villanova. let's 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 talk tourney. Because um, yeah, both Cam and I have a school. Do we? Do we need to talk? Actually, no. We can talk tourney this year. Yeah, we'll do it. That's fine. That's fine. So yeah, uh, Villanova's still in. They they played a 12 seed in the first round. They played Winthrop, and then they played North Texas a 13 seed in the second round. So must be nice. Kind of what they needed to get through because people know, thought Nova was gonna. So I I I always pull for St. John's just because they're the local team. So I've yeah. I've followed the Big East, and Nova did not look good in the Big East tournament. No, because okay, so Colin Gillespie. Maybe the best point guard in the country. Not not the best, but I would say like one of the top three. He was a he was a finalist for whatever that award is, the Bob Cousy Award or whatever. And he tore his MCL with like two games left in the regular season. And wow, uh, Villanova looked terrible without him because they don't have a backup point guard. If you want to see what uh, the backup point guard for Villanova would have been, uh, check out Javon Quinterly on. Uh, Alabama racking up assists uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so they've basically just been so Chris Archidiakono Ryan Archidiakono's little brother uh who has not played much at all since coming to Villanova has just kind of been inserted in the lineup as like here's the ball and uh he's been a really bad shooter but a pretty good facilitator and like really good defensively so totally fine with that and uh and i think playing against the 12 seed and the 13 seed has been kind of what villanova needed to get them in the game and then uh, they're gonna play baylor this weekend and they're probably gonna get their asses kicked but i think they got a shot yeah it's it's funny um my girlfriend and i we were in the same pool uh, i did a bunch of pools but we're in the same pool and she like I'm like, listen, I'm like, you're going to want to copy my bracket because I've been watching college basketball. I've been betting on it. I'm like, trust me, trust Ooh, me. I got yeah, that's the classic way to. And then, and then I picked Illinois to win it all. And she's like, I like Villanova to go pretty far. And I'm like, I'm like, you fool. Patrick Ewing coaching Georgetown. Like they just beat Villanova there. And then I'm like Villanova is going to lose to Winthrop probably. And she's like, no, I think Villanova is going to go really far. And then, 
Yeah, and then so we made a bet. She's like, whoever gets further in our pool, we're going to have to pick whatever you're going to do. So I'm like, oh, prepare to sit, because we're both vaccinated as well. And I'm like, prepare to sit in a dive bar all day and watch <laughs> hockey. And she's like, no, no, that's not going to happen. And yeah, so she's doing, she's like in like 40th place out of 4,000 people or something. And I'm in like dead last because I picked Illinois and uh who else? Oh, Ohio State. So yeah, I I got fucked up really bad, and now she's yeah. uh she's in the green, and I'm fucked. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see we're both in the same club of overrating the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what the hell happened, man? I, yeah, all, I like, don't know. I will I say Illinois, thing. I Illinois, Illinois win bracket. the whole thing in all three of my brackets because uh, I'm an idiot. My main yeah. bracket. I'm currently in the 99.7th percentile. The issue is I had Illinois, so I'm fucked. I nailed 10 out of the 16 in the Sweet 16, including 11-seed Syracuse, which I'm pretty proud of. Um, I had that Syracuse-Houston matchup. Um, I did not have Villanova. Chris is gone, but sorry, Chris, because I had Purdue running a little bit further. Who do you you have beating – do you have Syracuse or Houston winning? I have Houston winning that. I had Houston. I have Houston winning in my secondary bracket. So I made two brackets. My main one had Illinois because, yeah. like, I, I realistically think Gonzaga's going to win. But like, what fun is that? So I took Illinois, and then I made a secondary one with Houston because I, I don't want to pick only one seeds. You know, it's no fun. And, right. You got uh, You got to. Th- you got to throw in a change up in there. Exactly. And the league that I, I'm in for work has you put in two brackets. So I was like, oh, I'll throw in a second one, and it'll be Houston, I guess. Um, so whoever, whoever wins that theoretical matchup I had winning the whole thing, but now Illinois is gone. So Houston's odds get better, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's rough. Drew, did you do bracket? No, I don't, I don't know anything about basketball. So and you're like, fuck that. I don't know. <laughs> I would have just chosen all upsets and be the only one to do that. And then it would miraculously be a year where they're like, oh my God, every lower oh. seed won. Well, I mean, it's and I'd be in, just uh, like rolling and dough. Yeah, so, or no, fuck that team. Yeah, it's AKA uh, low job Bob is in the sweet 16. So yeah, <laughs> that's pretty freaking amazing. They seem like um, they're freaks at that school. Uh, you're not allowed to wear cargo shorts, which like is my entire existence. So, I, yeah, I don't think you can, uh, you can have dance, you can't dance, dance, you can't freaking. Yeah. Gr- you can't bop out to Smash Mouth or Chris. Speaking of <laughs> brackets, I did want to talk about this. Yes. So yeah, I uh, I joined Mikey and the uh, Three Cheers podcast in their uh, Frozen Four bracket. Yes. I feel like uh, Drew and Cam. I I texted it to you. I didn't get any real response on it, but. Uh, what Wait, did you text one thing it? before I jump in. First of all, I definitely did not see that text. I probably was not conscious when it appeared on my phone. I think I so, sent the I sent the like the link to the tweet from the three cheers. I'll I'll, uh, I'll send it. Uh, yeah, if it's I not will, too late. I'm definitely down to join. Yeah, it's I'm not too late. The game's before we're done with basketball. I just want to throw it out there. I like I, I think I mentioned it earlier, but I do have my Terps winning it all on the women's side. I think Maryland's got a really Terps. good shot this year. Our Terps, offense has been absolutely fucking dishing this season. And I think we're gonna run house. So, on to hockey though. Yeah, no, there. I mean, now who who UConn's left too, right? In the yeah. women's bracket and yeah. uh, Baylor. Yeah, I mean, there's some strong teams. We were a two seed coming in, but um, New Me- I, I New think Me- we were the hottest offensive team in the country. And New Mexico, right? I believe so. I had to double check, but um, 
Stanford, South Carolina, UConn, NC State. Where is I do not see New Mexico. AM. Damn, I did pretty well though. On my women's bracket. Anyway. And they're getting they're on ABC. They're getting primetime uh action, yeah. which is great. Oh, yeah. Uh yeah. awesome to see. Anyway. But yes, yeah, so I did I did start uh, uh Frozen for uh pool uh and half of half of the you know it's twenty dollars per bracket and half of the pot is going to black girl hockey um so it's for a good cause um so i will send you guys if you guys are interested in joining i will will, i will dm you the information and my venmo and more the more the merrier definitely happy to have you um chris who did you pick to win it all because uh, I, picked, I picked UMass. I'm from Amherst, so. Oh, uh, Zoomass. Yeah. Okay. All right. I respect that. They looked pretty good. They looked pretty good. I mean, they're they're not gonna win, but uh, I I, I, I picked, picked I picked everything based on who I would want to win each game. Yeah, it's Frozen Four. Probably gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, for, the Frozen Four is like impossible to guess. I feel like I, I did pick uh, I did pick Quinnipiac to go to go deep, and Drew's a Drew's a Quinnipiac guy. Oh, I, I, I fucking I, I hate the school and my whole experience there, but I'm a hockey fan of theirs. So there you go. <laughs> well, do you remember? Did they they went to the national championship, right? Yeah, yeah. It was shortly before I got there. Yeah, um, and then they made Yale? like another bit like solid run, and it, like they thought they were going to be another. Like I think they fell short of the Frozen Four though, which was kind of shocking when I was there because right. I was there from twenty. 20- 15 to 2018 i want to say so i was there only there for a couple of years so this is why you can't talk drew out of connor clifton oh no never never connor clifton's like i don't know he's he's the norris for me he's he's one Hockey of the Royals. Norris here. <laughs> connor the fulcrum clifton right drew no no it's brandon carlos the fulcrum oh my so God. uh i will be making a bracket i've yet to just settle on a winner yet though but I'll get okay. Well, I can tell you for sure it will not be North Dakota because fuck picking one season or anything. So, um, yeah, but, it's yeah. it's it's going to be up in the air. And unfortunately, Notre Dame had to drop out because of yeah COVID reasons. They're playing BC, and BC is always like BC has Spencer Knight, and I like they lost they lost uh, in the hockey semifinal tournament. But there, I feel like they could they could go on a run, but they're not going to be playing for twelve days. So who knows. Um, yeah, I think I could beat you to beat BC. Um, I don't for, like BU. I don't. I do not like. Reason, I, I don't. I feel like BU got like lucked out because they had not lucked out. I, I but they had COVID for a lot of their uh, season, so they they didn't play as many games as anyone else. And uh, I don't know. I just I I don't love their team. I picked Wisconsin to win it all because they have. Uh, I feel like they have the best prospect in hockey uh, with a uh, what's his name uh, the the. The kid that's drafted by the Canadians, uh, Cole Caulfield, who's like uh, he's mm-hmm. very short and as a five eight king, I respect that. And... <laughs> We're for a short king. I don't know. I'm pretty sure actually. Drew's yeah, not really that short. Well, Drew's, I've never seen you in person before. So I'm, I'm, really six, I'm six feet tall. I'm not sure. No, there you go. Yeah, right. Oh nice. no, we don't. Cool. We don't accept six feet people Subtle here. Flex. Right? Yeah. As, if, like the five, the five only. Short kings only. He's five. I think he's really small, but he scores a ton of goals. So I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. This guy might win, and then um, yeah. So if you guys want to join, it would be awesome. The more, the merrier. Um, it would... I think I picked Wisconsin to go pretty deep. My my mom's from Wisconsin. My oh, there you my, go. You my pick grandfather on my mom's side went to Wisconsin, so I have some ties there. Uh, yeah, 
There you go. Let's um, go AIC. What was that? So let's go AIC. Oh my god, the blue uh the yellow jackets? The yellow jackets, baby, let's go. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm I'm I gotta decide who to throw my weight behind. I see I'm tough. I'm normally an ECAC guy, but that's not really a thing this year. Uh besides like the four teams that were in it. So uh yeah, yeah I don't know. So Cam, um, you're you're a big college hockey guy though. We were talking before the show. Yeah, I mean I uh I grew up uh my dad and grandfather both went to RPI. Um, oh, okay, and there you had, go. They've had season tickets there for I don't know, thirty years at least. So I that's where I like grew up. That's where I like that, learned hockey. Pretty much was going to those games. That the engineers. Um, yeah. Yeah, there you <laughs> I go. Haven't been good in like forty <laughs> years, but you know, <laughs> but there was a time when we had Adam Oates and Darren Poopa and all them. So yeah, was, I, uh, I much different I, time, I, but I played New York. Troy, New York, baby. Yeah, all right. Home, Wait, home what, what part of New York are you from? Did you grow up in? So I'm uh, pretty much right outside of Troy, Albany. Okay. Like, capital region. Um, I, like I, 20 minutes from Albany, 30 minutes from Massachusetts. There you go. Oh, Thermal, like spring, Western Mass? Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it's like bumfuck Mass. Like, that's why I grew up playing hockey out there. Yeah. North Adams? You ever play North, in North oh, Adams yeah. or like Pittsfield? Oh, yeah, baby. All the time. <laughs> Quite a bit, actually, yeah. Is that actually oh, where you're yeah. from? I, I'm, I feel like we should have discussed this way earlier than episode 70 or something. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> like... that, that, So that's like my high school, like when I was playing high school baseball, like we would drive like an hour out there and play them. But yeah, they, okay. they were in our league. But what? So what were you Amherst or were you just around? So I'm, I went to Amherst High School uh, okay. and I'm from a small town called Shutesbury, Massachusetts. That's uh, So it's funny, like, not to get too uh, in the weeds, but uh, I was on a, a call with Lancey for his birthday the other day, and he had a he had like a Twitter friend from like uh, Red Sox Twitter on with him, and I was I had never met this guy, and I was just talking to him, and it was like it, somehow it came up that I was from the Amherst area, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I went to Amherst High School." I was like, "Oh shit, no way!" I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not from Amherst. I'm from Shutesbury. He was like, "Oh, I'm from Pelham, which is like That's another hill town, like in the like." It's just absolutely world. wild coincidence. Yeah, small world. <laughs> Do you know uh, Wolverham, where the yeah. where the friendlies was uh, the first friendlies? I played, I played golf against uh, Minichog. Mister Friendly himself. Wolverham. <laughs> uh, yeah, club, my, I think. yeah, my my college roommate is from there, and then like I had friends from Longmeadow and East Longmeadow, yeah. and yeah, I played uh, so uh, Nick Ahmed shortstop for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks used to play for East Longmeadow. I, I played against them in high school. Oh, there you go. So by like transitive property, you're the shortstop for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. I got a hit off of him. He used to pitch. Yeah. yeah. I wow. fucking hate the Diamondbacks. <laughs> what? What? Your team to have like a you know, I fucking hey, fuck you, fuck like, Louis well, Gonzalez. About the Diamondbacks. Fuck Mark Grace from two thousand. I hate those guys. To the two thousand one. Randy Johnson killed the bird one time. That was fucking. Randy Johnson. Fuck Randy Johnson. Fuck Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. You know he can bankrupt the state and then buy a bunch of Nazi paraphernalia, and he's like, oh, I didn't know. It was like, what the fuck, like dude, dude left Boston. Uh, 
Go like on. a couple of weeks ago, he like moved out of Boston. And he was like, yeah, yeah, people aren't very nice here. Like, yeah, yeah go, go. Bankrupted Rhode Island. You bankrupted <laughs> an entire state. You put ketchup on your sock and pretended you were bleeding. No, I don't. Just... No, was it real blood? Oh, it's oh, where we're up from? Oh, the the, 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 the Parmesan. <laughs> um, I did. I did see the sock. They have it in uh, in Cooperstown. Cooperstown. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, my favorite thing is though, whenever someone's like, "That wasn't real blood," he rage tweets his like fucked up ankle. <laughs> like, oh, was it real blood? Oh, like, and it's like, all right. Yeah, I've, I mean, I, I, I've seen the gross picture plenty. Yeah, of you're you're Kurt Schilling, and you you came out with like you came out with a bad version of World of Warcraft that no one played, and then you bankrupted an entire state, and then you're also Kurt Schilling. You're like, you're kind of like a you're no, not kind of. You're like you're. Anyway, he's a scumbag. Scumbag. Sorry. He's a very hateful person. He's a very, very... Yeah, and he... Like, uh, WEI used to fucking march him on, like, all the time. I mean, like, yeah, like, he's a very smart baseball person, like... Sure, he... Like, listen, like... Is, he's a fuck, is that he was, the type of he, person you want to be playing? He was a beast in the playoffs. I hate to say that. He was a beast in the playoffs. I know we're, like, so off the rails here, but, like... He, this started off the rails, Mikey. You don't understand. This is what our podcast is. Oh, okay, I, that's, that's totally... Yeah. All right, I don't... Then, this. I don't... Yeah, okay. but he he's so off... He's just, like, not a nice person. It's It doesn't take much to be nice. He's just, like, not a nice person. Right, I feel like most people feel about that. From yeah, I mean, I, I think it goes beyond being not a nice person. I think he's a very hateful person. Yeah, he's a bad person. No, like about about things, and I feel like know. when Red Sox fans like think of the 2014, you're more reminiscent about like Manny and hey, uh, Manny and Pedro, David Ortiz. Pedro like those, Ortiz. That's the heart of that team. It's Jason it's fucking Veritech, baby. Yeah, it's oh, like it's such a shame. Grave. It's such a shame that like that never happened, and mm-hmm. like it got erased from the history books. Like, it yeah, just I mean, sorry, it wasn't sorry a thing. Red Sox fans, Mikey's like, bro, Alex Cora cheated with the Houston Astros. I don't know. He, che- he cheated with the Alex Cora is a fucking cheat. He- hey, if only, hey, Mike, hey, if, uh, hey, Mike, only, let me ask you something. If, uh, if, hey, uh, if only oh, those fucking, if only those fucking guys talking about. Alex Rodriguez slapping the ball out of Bronson Arroyo's hand. He never touched him. He made up. He made up for it. He was a beast in 09, and everyone did steroids. I'm doing steroids, as you can see him. Like, everyone did it. Yeah. (laughs) That's why we're short kings, because we grew up doing steroids. Like, all right. Me and Cam grew up fucking just bopping the ball over the fence. (laughs) We're so jacked. Everyone keeps talking about it. It's really bad. I just want to bring it up a lot of We don't want to bring it up, but we're like, people say we're probably like the most jacked hockey personalities. And like, it's very, we're very embarrassed. Watching the podcast, we have the four most jacked people in the hockey community on this podcast. A lot of people are saying it. Um, I will say the Alex Rodriguez uh, rehabilitation uh, over the past, like, five years has been pretty good but yeah i think the guy has learned to take a joke like yeah and yeah yeah i, I make think fun he, of himself now he came back from his suspension and then he played really well in 2015 and he hit like he, like his three the dude, that oh, i can't was owned in our yeah. dynasty the dude was owned in our dynasty baseball league like at the age of 41 
Like, yeah, he was really good. He was re- he's really good. Uh, and then uh, he got engaged to JLo, and everyone's like, oh, we love a good comeback. And then oh, I think him and JLo broke up, but they might be getting back together. I think they're, I think they're back together. I don't know. I saw them together. Uh, so, saw them really? I didn't something, hear about that. Uh, but... Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he went to the inauguration with JLo. That was cool. Him and oh, like... the, the good inauguration. Yeah. Sorry. It was cool how Shrek was at Joe Biden's inauguration and like <laughs> like he sung like his big Shrek song and it was like it was, it was I'm pretty sure it's called dude. his big Shrek song. <laughs> dude, people are never like people are gonna listen to this and be like, Why did you get this fucking weirdo on your podcast? Uh, I was wrong. And it's That's just gonna Drew. That's gonna be cold open. <laughs> oh man, I yeah. While we were gone, Cam was saying like we gotta we gotta have Mikey back because this is. Oh no, that's a big. Oh no, you don't want to do that, bro. Hey, listen, first time, long time. Let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys. Your wife ever leave you when you get real sad, and then like you just watch like the Mets, and then like. Brendan Nimmo strikes out, and you're like, oh, and then you go down to, like, Vatucci's, and then you, you order a big pie. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so, getting back to the Bruins, what do you guys think? We don't choose one of those teams for the cold open. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a real tough for Drew. He's not even really the guest anymore. Just keep lining them up. <laughs> Oh man! I love it. Ooh, uh, yeah, man! I'm feeling this whiskey. I can't believe I started. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way the. This, this is the way the Bruins. Oh, yeah. Bruins so we start with a shot. Does this oh, usually God. happen? Does this usually happen? Hey, Mike, oh, let me God. ask you: Does this usually happen, or is it normal, or like, should I talk to my therapist? Or honestly, Mikey, most of the time when people come on this podcast, it ends with. Uh, doing impressions of uh, radio callers, and that's. You that's know what's really funny? So you had you you've had both hosts of three cheers from goaltender interference. You have Kat, who is like a really smart hockey person. Like she's very like, uh, especially when it comes to goaltending. Like she's like very talks about technique and stuff like that. Then you have me, who's like the biggest like fucking dirt bag boy, talking about like Shrek and like. <laughs> <laughs> we have yeah, not had it, enough Shrek talk on this podcast. So, it's like yeah, you, get, so, you get the you get the best of both worlds, baby. So, so Kat, Kat's been on the podcast three times. Only two times uh, was it recorded. Uh, she shares that only with Chanel. <laughs> yeah, and Chanel are the only two people who have uh, had a lost episode. Chanel came on again the next night. Okay. Cat, we were like. we were like. You you can come back on if you want, or we can do it again some other time. She was like, "Yeah, let's do it again some other time." And we were like, "Yeah, totally." You <laughs> correct. That she, that happened poorly. Um that that happened to uh that happened to us. I I lost one episode, and I'm like, "Oh, this is how I become Joker." Like, yeah, it's it's infuriating. It really it is. is the most like, frustrating thing. I, I will yeah. say the episode the episode we did with Cat that was. Uh, that was lost was probably a good thing because that was our drunkest episode ever. Okay. Um, we, yeah. As you say, it makes sense why I don't really remember it, but we, we asked, we asked Kat if she would come on and just like, want to just get fucking loaded and just talk about whatever. And I do remember that. That was my idea. I was like, she'd be yeah. down for this. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Kat would be down for this. And we were just like, okay. 
and uh, we talked for a while. Cat talked like some good hockey shit, and I had like nine beers <laughs> in the recording of the podcast. And I was like, I have no idea what I said in that entire podcast, and I'm kind of glad that that recording is not on record. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, either way, though, you guys have like definitely downgraded. And I'm so sorry. And people are going to be like, Why did you get the guy talking about like calling a Mike, pretending he's calling Mike Francesa, and then? Like... I think I think we try and strike a balance, though. Like we we have <laughs> we have the smart hockey people on. And yeah, and you said you had. Them- you, you said you had Chanel on, who, like, I, I follow her, we follow each other, and she's, like, she has, I love all of her stuff and all of her tweets and stuff, and then it's, like, then you have me, who's, like, Shrek is, like, probably should be an Oscar-nominated movie, and then... <laughs> Wait, was it yeah, not? So, we, we just had Chanel on two episodes ago for the fourth time, and she, uh, we talked mostly about Letterkenny, so it's not, like... Oh, how is that show? The guy from oh. Letterkenny... Is gonna be on a uh, Mighty Ducks. I did hear that they give him nothing. No way, funny, Jared Kiso's but, in the uh, Mighty Ducks. No, no, not Jared well, Kiso. Uh, one of the guys, uh, Riley. He's he's the Riley, coach Riley. of the Ducks. Yeah. Oh no way! He's like I thought. Wait, I thought they got Emilio Estevez, or is he just doing something? So the Ducks are the bad guys. The Ducks are the bad guys. The they're Ducks awesome. are like a powerhouse. They're a powerhouse uh, junior team. And so the the show is about like the cuts from the ducks. Like, oh, it, it looks really. I cried watching the trip, but I'll cry watching any trailer. Like, I that uh, comes out like next week, right? No, it comes out tomorrow, bro. Let's oh, go. Why are we all, like not on board with like what tomorrow is. Tomorrow. Is I know. I was like next week, and you guys are like, no, tomorrow is, is next week. And tomorrow I'm like, is the Isabel Cup semifinals. And yeah, I'm gonna hit that, dude. I don't even know what release. month it is right now. Yeah, yeah. Sam's coming off a really, really rough. Yeah, I mean, you've been working. Workbender. It's been yeah, you've been working. Would you say 11 p.m. to 7 a.m.? Is that where you've been working? Yeah. And you were double shifting for a couple weeks, right? Well, I had like some where I was like mornings and then like nights and then mornings so that fucks with you a lot but sure sure yeah yeah but uh we made it but we made it we're we're here we're 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 talking about shrek and we're We're like shrek Shrek. did win an oscar shrek won the oscar shrek won the oscar and then paul blart won the oscar the year after (laughs) no shrek won the oscars in 2002 yeah best animated feature best animated yeah most sexiest feature. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, no, that was giving a shit. We we're gonna need you to stop apologizing. <laughs> I feel so bad. And keep talking about you, Shrek. You, I feel like Cass gonna be like, "What did you do?" <laughs> I, I mean, I assume Cass never listened to an episode of this podcast, but I hope she listens to this. <laughs> Uh, I, I hope she doesn't listen to it because she'll be like, oh my god, I'm partnering with an idiot. And then I, I still hope my girlfriend doesn't listen to it because she'll also be like, oh my god, I'm like with an idiot. I'm partnering with an idiot. <laughs> I'm partnering with another. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so like, Krejci's like pretty good. Um, <laughs> like, so. I think he's like more of like the donkey when it comes to Shrek and like, you're, like he's like a low-key player. And then, yeah. So I feel like in that era of Eddie Murphy, like being in animated films, uh, people just discount the whole Milan thing. Like people forget about Milan, which was a real, like, I think, 
that was an animated '90s Disney flick, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think people, like. Well, they also they they did a live action uh, live yeah, action they, version they, of in, it tw- in twenty twenty. They did. I haven't seen it, but uh, I'm, I'm interested. I uh, yeah. You guys watch the Snyder Cut? No, I'm not a big DC person. You're not a big. Are you more a Marvel guy? Yeah, but I, I wouldn't say I'm like a huge Marvel guy, but I've I've seen all the movies most sure. times. Uh, I I did like a, a I've seen all of the movies at least once. I did a I did a full watch before Infinity War. My roommate had never seen any of them. Yeah, um, we I, I guess like I think First Avenger came on like Captain America First Avenger came on like FX or something like that, and my roommate was like, Yeah, I think I kind of I think I kind of like this. I've, n- I've never had any interest in any of the Marvel movies, and then we right. we sat down and watched all 23 or whatever were out at that time before infinity war and uh yeah she yeah. liked it um and Jer- Jer- I, oh sorry go ahead well I, I got to see some of the ones that i'd never seen before and uh, some of them uh probably should have left it that way yeah yeah marvel's like uh i don't know i'm a big batman guy so like uh but i do love like a lot of the marvel movies but some of them i'm like this didn't need to be made like this so, was fine Batman and Spider Man were my one and two, like when I was. A yep, kid. that's that's my one and two also. That's those are my oh, two yeah. favorites. Drew, are so you a big are you a big superhero guy or? I'm I'm not too big into it. Nah, uh, yeah. I do like all the Batman movies, but so I, you're my, normal. My friends, you're normal. You're a normal person. <laughs> my, my friends are really into them, so. Uh, but when they used to come out in theaters, um, I, I would go with them all the time and stuff. But no, I don't. I don't follow that much. Um, I'm excited for this Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Oh my god, the Robert Pattinson Batman looks fucking sick. And um, so I just watched. Um, have you ever seen? Have you guys ever seen the movie? It's on Netflix. It's called Good Time. Hell yeah! And, uh, uh, not to plug my other podcast too much, but uh, Ballot, we did our uh, end of decade list beginning of last year, and I had a good time in my top 10 of the decade. Uh, I'm a big Sat- Satfeed uh, brother. I can't pronounce her last name, but I'm a Satfeed, Satfeed Brothers fan. Uncut Satfeed. Gems. Yeah. They're, uh, Uncut, Uncut Gems is one of my favorite movies like of all time. Yeah, um, it's I think, good, phenom- I think Good Time's better. But I, I actually showed an uncut gems meme before we started recording this podcast. Oh, you guys are you guys are you guys you guys like the gems? Let's fucking yeah, go. We're, we're, we're oh, gem buddy. All I could talk about all day. So I love uncut gems. <laughs> and then, as an actor, yeah, I I fucking love uncut. Like Adam Sandler should have won the Oscar or should have been nominated. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should have been in yeah. the United States. For first of all, he be Halloween rocked. Like I'm just gonna call a spade a spade I haven't, here. I haven't seen it. Ready for it? He be Halloween rocked. But uh, Uncut Gems, he was really gonna Uncut Gems. I that movie, he should have been nominated for uh, best actor, and that movie should have been nominated for at least best picture. Um, I think best director too. I think uh, I think best director is both of them. Yeah, they crush it. I watched Good Time for the first time uh, two days ago, and mm-hmm. that movie, I love. I they make such good New York movies. Like it's very New York and like, uh, man, like they went like in a good time. They go to the amusement park where I used to have my birthday parties as a kid. <laughs> so like, see, I'm just like, what? And they used to go into, they went into the haunted house, like to find like their LSD and money. Uh, 
that was the haunted house I was like petrified to go in as a kid. So like watching, they they're just really they're really good at making they're really good at making movies, but they're really if you're like they they they're very good at like incorporating like scumbag New Yorkers and like <laughs> like. Just the concept of that movie is oh my god! It's really, I sc- really cool. I don't know. I don't want to like ruin it, but like I screamed during Good Time when like the twist is in the middle of the movie, and you're like, yeah. oh, like you're like very uh, oh, oh. When, when are you gonna grow up and start acting your age? And like uh, it was very, um, it was very good. They they really capture yeah it was. I don't know. I'm blabbering, but yeah, it was really watch Good Time and watch Uncut Gems. Those are two, two of my favorite movies, probably of the. I think Good Time was 2017, right? 2016, 2017, something around there. Yeah. So, and the, that was like that was one of the best movies of the 2010s, and then I think uh, Uncut Gems is also one of the best movies of the 2010s. I want to see where Good Time is streaming because I feel like it's always streaming somewhere. Yeah, it was uh, Netflix. It's it's on Netflix. It's on, it's Netflix. on Netflix right now. Yeah, okay. I just watched it. Yeah, because. Uh, Uncut Gems is on Netflix for a while. Um, yeah, Uncut Gems rocks. Like that is that is a. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it twice. KG, KG, KG. Hands off the elbows off the glass. KG, KG, KG. Elbows off the glass. Shout out to Lakeith Stanfield, who is in so many great movies and is oh, so great. He rocks. In all of he, them. He's so good. Did you watch um? That uh, HBO Max movie with um, yeah, it was uh, uh fuck, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. That is probably the best. I think that's the best movie of the year. That movie fucking <laughs> was really good. Have you guys seen the movie um, Shrek the Third? It's like it's like a little indie <laughs> flick. It's like it's um, and I then it. it's really Not good. Her. And then Paul Blart Mall Cop Two is also really good. It's like about like is that, this, is that like, what it's called? Yeah, it's called. It's like Shrek the Third and Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. It's like about like Paul Blart Mall Cop Two is about this like it's like a working mall cop and he goes to Vegas. It's like very and he's like at a mall cop convention and is like that he a, just M Night Shyamalan was that? Uh, yeah, wait, no, that's a score. It, it's actually a Scorsese. 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 It's Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Scorsese. Oh, okay. Like if you love Goodfellas, you're gonna love PBM Two. Um, <laughs> Is 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 PBM two also three hours and forty five minutes like the Irishman? Um, my director's we, cut we is. Uh, <laughs> we can only dream. Uh, I love the Irishman. Have any of you seen uh, Nomadland? Not yet. I've no, heard it was phenomenal. Not yet. I heard uh, Francis. Uh, what's her name? Francis McDonald. Francis McDormand. Yeah. It, yeah, she she rocks in that. What was that movie? She was oh, Three Billboards and uh, Shrek Three. Yeah, that was like that was really good. <laughs> three Billboards and Shrek Three. Um, yeah, so uh, check out Nomadland. It's on it's on Hulu, right? It's now. on Hulu. Yeah, people people like swear by it. That uh, not swear by it, but it, I know it's doing really really well in terms of like the award season. Um, yeah, not to be a big hipster about it, but I I watched it like you know when I had to pay money for it. Not to be a big hipster, you know what I watched before people saw it was fucking Ted Lasso. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Shrek the Third. Uh, like, no, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is how, how many episodes is Ted Lasso? I I have Amazon Plus and I so it's on so Apple. Or, or, sorry, Apple Plus. Yeah. That's the thing. 
Uh, and it's I ten. It. It's ten, and it's they're a half hour long. It's yeah. really good. It's really it's watchable. I will say, as somebody who like absolutely adored the NBC sports commercials from seven years ago, yeah, that was good. Based off of like, I I want I watched those when they aired or soon after, and I would show them to everyone I knew because I thought they were the funniest shit in the world. When I heard it was being turned into a TV show, I was initially ecstatic and then immediately doomed. I was like, this is going to be so bad. They're going to botch this. And no, so they I put it off for a little while. And then I watched it and I was like, oh my God, this is not only funny, but like, damn, bro, it's hitting me in the feels. So it was a, I- it was a well-written show through and through. Well, so the guy who created it is Bill Lawrence, the guy who created Scrubs. Scrubs. We love oh, Scrubs. Cougar Town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more of a Scrubs and then I have a cougar can. Well, you're not a fan of CT? Okay, all right. <laughs> you know, the, do you, did you ever watch Community? Do you know the whole bit yeah. with uh, Cougar yeah. Town with Community? Um, so I watched uh, Cam. I it was the same thing. I like I I'm like this is gonna be so fucking stupid. Like, yeah. and but I was so bored during quarantine. I'm like it like, and so I watched it. Apple TV released it each week as the episodes came out. And I, after I watched the first episode, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm in. And so I watched it as each episode came out. It was, it's really, really good. And yeah, also, it was the, well written, and Jason Segus was oh, really good. Jason Segus rocks. It pulls at your heartstrings. You're like, oh, I want to go coach a bunch of underdogs. Like, yeah. I'm going to make them believe in each other. You know, it's a really good, a really good show on. Go ahead. What was that? Well, it's good to hear that Sudeikis is good in something because, like, the only thing I've ever really liked him in was Horrible Bosses. Yeah, he was great in yeah. Horrible Bosses, but no, no he's really that, good. And it's like he's, he plays a really like he's funny. He's got that like goofy like that's yeah. what he's good at. It's like that goofy humor, but he has like a genuine like good. He's had it's a not too, character. It's not too class. much. Yeah, it's like you, he still feels it's not like outrageous one hundred percent of the time. Like yeah, yeah there's actually reasonings to it, and you're like, damn, like. He he feels like a real person to you. Yeah, and when you watch, you're like, oh, like I could coach an NHL team if I acted like. Like, you're like like, Barry Trotz. Yeah, he's Barry Trotz. You know what's so funny? Um, AJ AJ Malesko, who like like, she uh, Ralph Kruger, but (laughs) yeah, AJ Malesko, who she does, she's like a gold medalist. She's uh, she does NBC Sports, and she covers um, the Islanders on MSG as well. She's like, she's like, she was on Arthur Staples podcast for the athletic. And she's like, if you ever watch, uh, what, 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 I'm sorry, what, um, Ted, Ted Lasso, she's like, that's Barry Trotz. She's like, that is, they are like the same person. And she's someone that's interviewed Barry Trotz a bunch and like, has been around. She's like, that's, that's, she's like, he's my Ted Lasso. Like, he's like such a good guy. He gives like life advice and stuff like that. And, uh, so it's, it's funny that you, Bring that up. Also, yeah, it is. It's absolutely refreshing. Also, very good on Apple Plus um, is for all uh, for all mankind. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Very good. It's about if uh, the Russians won the space race and they landed on the moon first, and then it's just heard of that. I want to see it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I don't. I like. This isn't really a spoil thing, but so the Russians land on the moon first, and it obviously. It's a chain of different events how uh, history takes place, and Team USA loses to uh, Russia ten to three in the in the uh, that the Miracle on Ice game. No. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I, I, I I watched Boys State on uh, on Apple Plus. Um, how's that? 
Oh, excellent. One of the one of the best documentary, like I, I would say top two or three documentaries of 2020. Um, if you're if you're into documentaries, I would check out. Oh, I heard that's really good. Boy, yeah, Boy yeah. Theory. So it's it's about uh, in in Texas they do like a mock government. They have like a bunch yes. of kids come in. Yeah. And they they just here you're split up into two teams. You guys have to figure out what your platforms are, and you run against each other in all these different. Uh, it's extremely chaotic, categories. right? Yeah, incredible stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I I got Apple Plus. Apple TV Plus for that, um, and have not watched anything on it since. So I've just kind of been paying them five dollars. I'm like, telling you, they're so. So I need I need to dive in like real quick. There's there's a couple that's on there, and then get out. Highly rare. So it was crazy about Boy State is that the winners get signed copies of Shrek Two on DVD. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it's not very, Shrek which, 3. Shrek 2. Not Shrek 3. No, Shrek 2 holds up better than any Shrek movie. Like, any Shrek head knows that. Any Smash Mouth head knows that. Um, <laughs> no, but Apple TV, so they they have... Uh, they, Boy State is really good, and then they have Beastie Boy Story, which is like... If you're just a fan of music in general, that's an incredible documentary. Highly recommended. And then they have For All Mankind and uh, Ted Lasso, so... Um. Yeah, and I was it Amazon that's doing the Maple Leafs uh, documentary type thing. There, no, I think Amazon Prime is doing a Maple Leafs like. Uh, do you remember HBO used to do? Um, what was it? Twenty four seven for the Winter Classic. Cool. Yeah. Not, not interested in the Maple Leafs. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but they're they're doing they're doing. You're not you're not interested in the Maple Leafs. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I you're not interested in uh, them losing, <laughs> and then like getting real mad about their goalie. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in in all of the negatives. Not interested in anything positive. Are you? Are, you're not interested in them in just like not ever passing the first round the past. Uh... De- definitely interested in, in that part. Absolutely. Our our Friday episodes are usually somewhere in the like twenty to forty five minute range, and this is going to be somewhere in the hour and twenty to hour and forty five minute range. And I'm really pumped about that. I hope people yeah are, people are going to be like, why did you get this like weirdo to? <laughs> but on that note, been I think... hired by the Shrek marketing team like twenty yeah, years like, after release. Why? Why does he like say that he's like kissed Shrek before? <laughs> Wait, I, I have one should... more thing. I, I'm sorry okay. to extend this any longer. This is, I swear, to God, this is the last thing. But I feel yeah. like Mikey needs to hear this. I worked sure. uh, like a summer job for iHeartRadio a couple years ago, and I worked a Smash Mouth concert. Oh, uh, let's go, Mouth hashtag Mouth Nation. Hashtag. Hashtag and Mouth Nation. Go ahead. There was there was a giant. There was not not giant. It was a regular sized plush of Shrek being tossed around the audience for the entire. Let's fucking glorious. go! That was me. I was the Shrek plush getting tossed around the whole fucking time. <laughs> All right, one more thing before we wrap up. Uh, I think we need to give Mikey like ten to twenty hours on ska. Oh, okay. I don't know. So, oh man, uh, I love ska. I grew up. I so grew up on Long Island, where it was like 
it was a very mixed genre of like you know, where Scott was born. Scott was born. Where Scott and where Scott the heart of Long Island. Where Scott like hockey was born, baseball and everything, and Scott and emo and punk, everything was born there. Uh, no, so. I, I grew up on Long Island where it was like there was a lot of ska bands in the early 2000s and also a lot of emo bands. Like I, I grew up a town away from where Taking Back Sunday started and Brand New started and there's a lot of ska bands. So you would go to shows like local shows where it was like a ska band opening, then a hardcore band. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, yeah, there it, it was uh, it was a cool and then you had New York City was, you know, we would all go to show. We would all take the train in. We'd ask our moms if we could take the train in, and go and go see. You know, whatever. We'd go see Less Than Jake, and we'd go see Streetlight Manifesto and Real Big Fish. Uh, so it was, it was a cool atmosphere to grow up in because it was like it was very. There was a lot of ska bands. There was a lot of emo bands. There was a lot of punk bands, and uh, and then you you get the mess that is me. So it, like. Uh, it's not that cool because the people that grew up there are me. So it's like, and I just ruined your guys' whole podcast talking about Shrek and <laughs> and pretending to be uh, a callers for uh, the fan and Belger uh, and Matt. I'm so. really looking forward to next time we have you and you combine those two elements. That's yeah, no, but so stellar. yeah, I don't know, but and yeah, and when I when I lived in Boston, I, I used to go to a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of great local venue, like local bands and local venues that I used to go to, like the Middle East Club and like uh, love the Middle East Club. Lo- lo- Middle East clubs, like oh, I saw so many good bands there. Uh, Saint the Saint Clair is really good. The Bright Music Hall rocks. Uh, I I got when I got there uh, is when the House of Blues first opened. You know, House of Blues is okay, but like yeah, so I it was uh, it was cool to go from New York and then like I, would, I was still able to see every band, ska band and punk band and emo band I loved from uh, from New York to uh, up up in Boston and uh, yeah, uh, that's so. So go I, ahead. my relationship with ska is tangential. I, it's I, I just love the idea of like, all right, you've heard of pop bunk, right? Pop yeah, so cool right now. What if we what added if, a horn? What if we had a horn section. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's so weird because yeah, I I kind of got into ska right when it was like fading out. Like there was some really good ska bands, and then uh, you know when I was a teenager, well when we were teenagers, really like you had like Paramore like blew up, and I love Paramore. They're an awesome band, and you but you still had Paramore. Yeah, Paramore fucking rocks. Um, you know, really, like Warp Tour. Warped. I, I I grew up going to Warp Tour, and Warp Tour had a had some ska bands, but they had a lot of emo bands. They had a lot of like creepy old dudes hitting on sixteen year olds as well. But um, that was very problem. Like, yeah, Warp oh, Tour was very problematic. But you had you 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 had you had some really good bands. And that's how you discovered a lot of bands. But um, yeah, ska was ska's cool, and Cat rags on me for loving my my favorite band my favorite band growing up was the offspring Um, oh okay yeah for sure so so not a ska band but like a a no but they had uh why don't you get why don't you get a job has horns yeah the the terrible song that uh is uh has not aged well and probably didn't even like at the time hadn't aged well there's so uh, many songs that don't age well and you're like ah whatever i was 14 as, as like a a pop punk band that like even pop punk fans hated uh i 
was a huge fan and I, I saw them at Warp Tour. Uh, yeah. My Chemical Romance and the Dropkick Murphys opened for them in uh, uh, Northampton, Massachusetts. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, that's where a lot of bands would uh, play nor- up in Northampton. Yeah, it's a, the Tri-County Fairgrounds. Yeah. Um, my Chemical Romance was... I saw them... Uh, oh, I've never seen them, actually, but they were... You've never but, seen the band that influenced the name of your no. podcast? No, and I, I, I love... I've seen uh, them twice. I love Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, and I do like the Black Parade. I, I think American Idiot is better than the Black Parade. Ooh, bad take. No, that's a good take. Um, I think... Cause, Holiday's a good song, but that album is... So that cool. album is their second best album besides Dookie. Nah, Mikey, I'm with you on this one. I think it's better than Dookie, too, but that might, might be an age thing. Well, I, you I think, like that album. Uh, I don't think it's better than Dookie, but I do. No, think no, it's th- I think. Do you think American Idiot, Cam? Do you think American Idiot's better than the Black Parade? Is that what you're saying? Yes, but I do. I will say no. American Idiot better. I think so. American Idiot is yeah. I, I well, it's really interesting because uh, Green Day took Mike Hem on tour uh, during the American Idiot tour and then they came out with the black parade so they were very influenced by i love the black parade it's a really fucking good album i just think three shirts for sweet revenge is their best album i i, I don't disagree with that either i, I just yeah probably um <laughs> i think i think dookie is probably the best pop punk album of all time uh it's just if you look uh, at take off your pants and jacket no dookie's way better dude come on don't fucking that, just... that's a hundred percent nostalgia nothing yeah i got i do uh, that's a great al- <laughs> that's a great album too i yeah um i'm really sorry who who edits this drew do you edit this <laughs> I, I got this week. We're golden. Don't even worry. Oh about man, it. I'm re- I'm 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 no, really really sorry, I'm man. To to this tomorrow, no, yeah. man. Yeah. People are gonna get. I'm so sorry, guys. Thank you for this. Was awesome. This was so much fun. I had so much fun. I'm really sorry for being the worst. <laughs> Mike, you will be coming I back out again. Stop apologizing, Mike. <laughs> stop apologizing. Oh my god. Like <laughs> I, I'm. This is uh. This is what happens. I like you. Like honorary Canadian, Mikey Radigan. Like apologizing. Profusely. Oh, so sorry, so sorry. Do you guys want to being on our podcast? Do you guys want to uh, listen to some Simple Plan? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I never want to listen to Simple Plan. Um, uh, yeah, I, I apologize. This was so much fun though, and I'm sorry for. Mikey, uh, we're gonna have you back on, man. Like this. Yeah, is- no, wait, don't wait, do that. You don't want to do that, bro. We're gonna have callers. We're gonna do a live episode. Like, oh, you guys have. Call- Oh, we what's the matter with you? We, we, did, we did like the post game for the like ne- next time Bruins and Islanders play. We're gonna do like I think they do have a back to back. So if you guys ever want to do that, and I'll pretend let's, to be let's uh, do it. Let's an do extra. It. I'll pretend to be an extra from The Sopranos and be like, "You believe this?" We'll, we'll we'll give anybody who has our cell phone numbers the ability to call in, and and that's not a lot of people. But enough people where I think it could be fun. But probably yeah. the people who would call it anyway. So it'd be yeah, fun. absolutely. Guys, thank thank you. So yeah, I this is my this was like one of the most fun times I've had. Uh, you guys rock. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I'm I'm, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> no, I I hope I didn't sound like I hope I didn't sound like too much of a dipshit when I'm like I think the Islanders should trade for like you know a guy that could score some goals. Aren't you aren't you trying to sound like a dipshit then? No, what? No, that's <laughs> but thank you. And Kat's gonna be like, what did you do? <laughs> really excited to get the reaction from Kat, even though she's not gonna listen. Don't don't tell her. Don't tell her. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm a teenager. Don't tell her when we tweeted out. Go on, go and the podcast. Um, <laughs> You're like, hey, check out at three cheers for goal one podcast host at Mikey Rads. I'll be like, I don't know who did that. I don't know. Uh, it must have been uh, one of them oh, hackers. It was one of them. Uh, it was. Uh, it was one of them uh, Shreks that uh, hacked us, and uh, you know. Oh, anyway, Murphy out here on Shrek three. <laughs> On that note, thank you everybody for getting yeah. to the end of episode 31 of season 2 of Bruce and Bruce. <laughs> we did it. This was the, the longest Friday episode in the history of Friday episodes. Uh, thank you all for listening and uh, please don't let this deter you from listening to next week's episodes. <laughs> <laughs>